Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Meta Era Nerd Podcast, where this week I, the educator who has no imitator, teach you about this week's news on anime, games, TV, and movies, featuring a conversation of leisure to make sure you don't end up a dung eater. Who are your hosts, Marcus and Rico? <laughs> love it, bro. Love yes, it. dude. I know. <laughs> the, the dung eater. I said, man. And obviously, it relates to our discussion, right? Towards the end, I was like, man, we got to make it. Obviously, got to make it game related or anime related, and kind of get you know in there. And I, I knew you would love it, dude. That last part right there, man. <laughs> yeah. I like it, and I like the educator with no imitator. <laughs> yeah, and and that's just a shout out for for myself this week because. Um, I started with my, with my students this first week and, you know, the first week is just always tough. I always like that routine and stuff. And I'm over here kind of like, oh man, just kind of going through the week. And on Friday, for whatever reason, it felt really good. Um, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't looked forward to a Friday in that long to where, you know, I went to school, everything was good. I, you know, I'm not a morning person that morning I was, so it was real strange. Um, so yeah, I just had to kind of throw that little bit in there, uh, for my educators out there, you know, shout out to you guys. I know me myself and we all are starting and you know get gearing up for another year so shout out again yeah it's a big adjustment i'm sure especially for uh people that are gamers uh you know we're, we're used to having like those degen hours where we kind of play games late at night especially during the summers i get together with our buddies play this play that uh even if we're not playing together we play our games together and just uh shoot the shit and Talk chat, to yeah. each other and chat yeah just those party chat those discord channels whatever like yeah those late night those super late nights are over huh yeah and, and that's because we would stay up to about 4 a.m you know sometimes 5 a.m in the morning and um obviously you know it's a big a huge adjustment waking up all of a sudden at you know seven o'clock seven a.m you know and getting home at I get home at 5.30 and I'm in bed by like 10.30 and stuff. Like I really want to stay up late because I got to catch up on my hobbies like I did during the summer, but it's not happening, man. So just got just to gotta trudge through and wait for the next break. That's what we look forward to now. <laughs> well, with that said, I hope everybody out there is doing good. We're going to go ahead and open up with anime here. Again, we did have, it's not a lot of news, but I think they are pretty big, big, well, pretty big ones, right? Um, we are going to start off with one of the bigger ones that I thought was awesome. And I know a while back we had already said that Mom Psycho was already confirmed for it's coming soon. And one of the things we got a little tidbit of information for season three, that one of the episodes has 20,000 hand-drawn animated frames. And that is insane. Um, it's Studio Bones always kind of always knocked, has always knocked out season one or two out of the park. The, uh, the episodes were intense. It was insane. I still remember a long time ago when we first started. Call, I called it eye candy because it was it's, it looks gorgeous. And I know, you know, um, people right now talk about Demon Slayer and stuff like that. But to me, Mob has always just been stellar because, you know, Demon Slayer has that more modern realism, I guess, to its art where the animation, is, you know, is, it, is, it is top notch. But Mob has that hand-drawn art to go with spectacular animation so you're kind of knocking those things you know it's it's intense so uh what do you think about that rico uh i think that just hearing that that uh, whole twenty thousand hand-drawn frames thing sounds intense like you said it perfectly and uh 
that's just one episode. So <laughs> I, I guess I guess we're just not used to hearing uh things like this. But I mean that just goes to like goes to show you like the work that these people put into these things and how like these visually stunning shows like how they're made and like uh, makes you appreciate it on another level. It's not just like, Oh, the pretty, sh it's not oh, just, Oh, the pretty show anymore. It's, it's like, Oh, the pretty show that these guys are busting their asses to make for us. Like that blows my mind. No. Yeah. It's and mob cycle again, it's obviously the, the way it's drawn it has to live up to its expectations, especially the way season one and season two are animated. So now season three is just going to knock this out of the park, especially again that we've always said, you know, golden, we're in like the golden age, you know, the renaissance, whatever you want to call it, of just anime. So now, every, you know, these shows have to be like, you know, spectacular. So that's definitely where we're going to get, I'm sure. Yeah, especially with this uh, su supposed to be like the last season, right? Yes, because uh, there's only, not only, there's, it's already here towards the end. It's been teased already, like, for, for the manga readers. I want to say we're at the last, what, I want to say it was like 90 or so chapters. So whatever comes out for, for Mob Psycho should be the end, unless they go that route, which I hope they don't, which is obviously that movie one. Um, just because, and, and don't get me wrong, I do like the movie. Obviously, the budget's insane. The budget's great. Um, but I do like just, you know, the finality of just a show ending, you know, just having that pull in your heart at the end of the day, right? Where the, the after the thing's gone or whatever, you know, um, you know what I mean? You, ju you, yeah. just, you, just want, you just want that ending, you know what I mean? Um, so that's what I'm hoping for anyways. I'm hoping for it to end. I'm hoping for all everything to be, you know, great, good to go. Hopefully, you know, we we just get something crazy, man. I'm sure we are for sure. Yeah, same here. All right, so moving on to a big one. I know it's a big one for Rico and I because we've actually uh, seen this show together, and it's it's hilarious, and we've enjoyed it. Well, it has been. What is it? Uh, what's that word I'm looking for? uh <laughs> refreshing a breath Ref of fresh air it, it it's well yes it has change been change of pace yeah yeah, uh, yeah well i was actually looking for a different word uh confirmed <laughs> totally oh. off yeah totally off that's what i was thinking. <laughs> uh, but, i'm not wrong though <laughs> you're not wrong you're not wrong and we've talked about it before but welcome to Demon School Iruma Kun season three, scheduled for October eighth. I know I know this is a huge one for Rico and I because uh, there's a lot of things out there, and this is one of the ones that we did find. Uh, do you want to say those words again? Refreshing, uh, change of pace. Which other ones did you say? <laughs> uh, yeah, just refreshing, change of pace. Uh, you know, just different than the typical things that we're looking for. So yeah, and, and keep in mind that again, I've seen a lot. Rico's seen his fair share. But this one, for whatever reason, you know, and it's just like no business being as funny and as quirky and just as ridiculous as it is. But it just keeps us drawn to it. I know we're huge fans and we're always just laughing because, you know, Iruma's funny. Um, the what's her name? Um, Clara. Clara. Clara's hilarious. 
the teacher is hilarious and you know everything about it is just awesome so i know we're super hyped about this one so season three is confirmed for october 8th so we will be watching this one hands down right oh yeah so any anything you want to add before we continue from here no that's it just uh it's it's funny change of pace something different makes you laugh there's music it's a uh, it's nice looking just uh check it out if you're looking for something a little different yeah so from here then this is where i want to get rico's um opinion on more so just because i know he keeps up with this next one this next piece of news more so than i do and this one would be one punch man season three is in production and a change in anime studio for season three coming up what are your thoughts now that's been officially announced uh, I mean, I'm down for One Punch Man, se- uh, another One Punch Man season. I do read the manga. I'm behind maybe a couple chapters right now, but uh, it's an amazing show. Something that just started off as, you know, uh, what's the word? Where it kind of makes fun of itself. Uh, parody. Yeah, a parody anime, and then just became, uh, you know, a big hit and. It's just Saitama, uh, who is One Punch Man, is not our typical anime protagonist. Uh, he has struggles, but in a very different way than what you normally see. So I'm excited that the story is going to keep going. In terms of like the production and uh, that changing, uh, I, I really don't know. They haven't uh, said anything. I, 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 I thought, as... yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing yet in terms of like who's going to be handling it, but. I know that the, I think when they put out like the visual, the little teaser, I think that was animated. That was drawn by the people that did season one. Hopefully. So if, if, if they did, if they do go back to that, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, yeah. It is also one of those shows that uh, particularly like Saitama has two very different visual styles that they use for him. One, which is like the quirky, like funny, little like i don't take myself too serious guy which i'm sure you've seen and then there is like the miss the badass saitama where like it's time to take care of business so as long as they just are able to retain like that funny stuff within the show make it look okay and then just uh at the flip of a switch are able to still have that like difference in quirky and badass saitama i mean i don't think there's going to be a problem uh, in season two, they did introduce us to a new uh, big character by the name of Garau. Uh, so as long as they also keep his visuals and stuff nice, I, I mean, I really don't know who they're thinking of or there really hasn't been any leaks or rumors yet. But I mean, as long as it looks good. Yeah. And I know the. Um, what is it? The first season was animated by Madhouse. And for those of you who don't know, for all you MAPPA lovers out there, MAPPA is actually a, um, how do you say it? I don't want to say it's a tie-in or anything like that. It's, it's, what's that word? It's a, it's a, it's a smaller group of what, Ma, of what Madhouse is. So essentially, you don't have Madhouse, you don't have MAPPA. So MAPPA being that now its own independent thing, separate from, from Madhouse, um, to kind of put those things into, into, um, Man, I just don't have. I just do not have the word "seeming." Like a subsidiary, uh, maybe. Or? It, that, that's what it started off as, and now Mappa obviously becoming its own thing. Um, you know, it blew up. So 
Mappa did start off as a smaller company from Madhouse. Essentially, Mappa is just a bunch of the Madhouse guys who went over to this side, made their own brand, and now are just blowing up the way they are. So, uh, Madhouse is actually one of the one of the ones that have been in the game for a long, long time. Um, so, Madhouse did animate season one, and then we had JC Staff who animated season two. And I know one of the huge things when it came to that was. Um, the drop in i guess in animation because i know season one it caught a lot of people's eye because of how it was animated in particular right where you have this you have this dude one dude just punching the hell out of everything and making it look as spectacular as it did as gorgeous as it did so it's kind of fun it's kind of interesting to see where season three is going to go if you know and like you said based off the way it was drawn probably go back to madhouse and in from season one um but i know a lot of people are saying you know as long as JC staff doesn't have it, they'll be all right. Um, so, and it's funny, you know, people are real funny. I know the Seven Deadly Sins had that same treatment where they're after they got moved to a different comp, a different studio. I think did they get moved from a different studio? Because I know season three had that lack of animation and production all the way through. So I did it did suffer from that as well. But I am getting off topic. But nonetheless, super excited, super pumped for uh, One Punch Man season three. We will keep an eye out on who exactly is going to be animating season three so if you want more news on that just obviously just you know keep a listen and we'll let you know going to the next part now this was a lot of fun for myself i'm not sure if rico has seen it but i have seen it it's from the maker of fairy tale uh it's called eden zero season two scheduled for a 2023 release date now i know season one did have a kind of a rocky start a rocky beginning but i loved it i loved it wholeheartedly i loved everything about it if you're a fairy tale fan, um, you you will love Eden Zero. The the only thing I, I had an issue with was the main character and his, I guess his motivation, which is always kind of a little funny, because uh, we see it in just about everything. If you haven't seen it, it tells you in episode one, his he just wants friends, and that's his whole thing. I just want friends, and that's what's keeping him going, just to make friends in this space opera, space adventure. Have you have you heard of this anime, or uh, are you familiar with this anime at all, Rico? Nothing, man. Uh, I don't even think I've heard of it. Some most of the stuff that you post in here, like I've heard of at least, or I've like as I'm like going through my lists and whatever in Crunchyroll, like I'll see it. But this one I've never heard of. Yeah, again, it's from the guy who made Fairy Tale. Obviously, if you're gonna, I would suggest you watch Fairy Tale if you if you had a choice. But this one is short, actually. Maybe maybe it might be easier for you to get into it since it is short. Twenty five, twenty four episodes, something like that. It's they're on Netflix, by the way, but. It's good. It's great. And if you've seen fairy tale, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of Easter eggs from the designs, from the characters, all the way to some of the uh, locations and towns that they visit. So it's a lot of fun. I love it. You know, it's good. I'm going to be watching that whenever it comes out. So I did want to give that one a shout out and a mention as far as the news is concerned. Uh, next thing we have is, and I don't know if you wanted to mention Enrico, the Haikyuu joint practice session. A collaborate a collaboration visual. I I don't know if it's just a visual. Um, there are dates that you're here at the bottom. I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit more. Yeah, uh, I just came across this uh, little visual that the the Haikyuu team put out that just uh, shows different teams, uh, different teams out there, and it says that there's going to be some kind of joint practice. Uh, Marcus, I was showing it to Marcus. I kind of try and stay away from like IQ stuff since I'm o- I've only been watching it at this point, so I'm afraid to be spoiled. But uh, it does have dates, like Marcus said. It says it says that uh, I guess September sixteenth. 
Mm-hmm. September 16th, which is a Friday, and September 25th, which is a Sunday. I guess Marcus says he probably you would probably say that the, they're going to be OVAs, maybe? If it is an announcement, that's probably what I'm going for, some sort of OVA where it's a joint practice session between the, um, I guess, those four teams, or maybe more in general. So that's, what, that's, that's what it might be to me, anyways. Um, very similar to how My Hero just had their, their, I think it was a baseball OVA that just came out. I, that's what I think it is. It'd be a, an original video animation that's going to come out for Haikyuu just to, you know, hold us over until we get the goods. So that's what I'm. That, that's my prediction, anyways. But we'll see. Come those dates. Yeah. And then the last thing we had for anime, and this is my love hate relationship with this one, Overlord the movie, The Holy Kingdom. We did get a teaser, a teaser visual for that one. Overlord Four is currently streaming on Crunchyroll, and the reason I ca- call it a love hate relationship is just because. A lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people talk about this anime in particular. And for whatever reason, it just doesn't not appeal to me because it's good. I like it. right? I like it for what it is. But it has something that just I'm all, I always find just I don't, I don't want to say eye rolling because I'm sure I've seen some more shit. Um, but for whatever reason, I have I do have a love hate relationship with this one. And I, I have a good friend of mine. Uh, Steve Fuentes, shout out to him. He's he loves Overlord's one of his favorite ones, and he sent me the 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 poster, the same vision. And I said, man, hopefully the movie does Overlord justice because, and I'm I know season three, and not I'm not gonna spoil anything, but season three had this one episode everyone was hyping. When I saw that episode, the only thing I, I can think of was just how poorly it looked, and I was like, huh. I was like, I guess. I mean, I mean, usually it doesn't bother me because again, I've seen worse things and stuff like that. But to be this, I don't know, for whatever reason, just to be like, when they hold it on this pedestal and I'm looking at it, I'm not trying to be a hater, I promise. Um, but hopefully, hopefully the movie's good. Again, I will be watching it. I do watch season four, obviously, because I'm going to make sure I finish these things that I start. Um, have, you, have you heard of Overlord at all, Rico? Yes, I've always, I've, uh, I've seen it around and I've always had it on my radar. I've just never jumped into it. And honestly, you would actually probably really like it. Just because Ainz, he's the main character, that's Gold Dude right there. If we were playing a game, he's probably the type of character he would be. Well, granted, he is OP. That's the whole gimmick behind this, you know, uh, anime and stuff like that. But it's more, he's he's always who I envision you to be. Um, if, if you're going to be a character, you're going to be the, you know, strategist, calm guy. You know what I mean? That one. Mm-hmm. So he's that dude. Obviously, this dude has the abilities and the power and stuff like that. But first and foremost, if I remember correctly, he is the primary. He was the strategist of the of the the guild that they were in. So um, you might like it, actually. Strangely enough, you let me know what you think if you ever decide to watch it. And maybe maybe you might have a better opinion of it than I do. But season one and two are actually really, really good. Season three, for whatever, just... I don't know. And that's because that's the one people, that's the season people hype up a lot. But season four is actually a lot better than season three already. So that that's where it's, that's where it's going for it. But obviously when it comes to movies, right, you have those budgets, those, those you know, really, really cool budgets. Um, super contradictory what I talked about, Mike, uh, about Mob Psycho, right? It was weird. Um, but yeah, uh, but other than that, that wraps up anim- anime and the news we have for this week. It wasn't a lot of news, but there were a lot of big, Headliners, a lot of big names I, coming out of this one. I, I wanted to add one last thing. Uh, the Dragon Ball Super, the hero movie, did come out yesterday. Oh, that's right. Uh, and thus far, uh, it's been pretty successful. 
And I think I see here that it's estimated to do 21 million opening weekend. Uh-huh. So uh, the return of Dragon Ball Super to the cinemas has been a success thus far, and hopefully it keeps going. Uh, it's the the last movie we had was with the Broly movie. Yes. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to check that out, although I did see uh, and read some stuff when it came out uh, initially in Japan. I know you haven't had a chance to see it yet, right? No. No? But no, uh, for, for what I know from the movie, I mean, it's exciting, especially for those fans of... Uh, Gohan and Piccolo. Uh, there are uh, some other little Easter eggs in there, uh, particularly in the post credit scene. So, I mean, go check you know it what, out. You know what blows my mind about Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball Z, you know, Dragon Ball in general? It could be gone for years. And there can be, you can have the Demon Slayers, you can have the, the My Heroes, you can have the, you know, Black Clovers, whatever else is coming out, the Naruto's and... But when there's when there when there's a Dragon Ball Super movie for whatever reason, those numbers pump, dude. Like people watch it, and I guess it's because it's probably just about everybody's gateway anime or one of them, anyways. And it's probably one of the more ones that it's just easily accessible to just about anybody. Not that the other ones are not, but because we grew up with that, um, obviously there's that nostalgia to it, and people do people who don't even watch anime. Guess what? That's probably the only anime they do watch. Yeah, um, and I'm thinking of our boy Omar. Um, out of he doesn't he's not an anime watcher, but he's seen Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball Super. For sure, he's seen Dragon Ball Z at least four or five times, and that's uh, he just, and he just puts on repeat and repeat and repeat. That's what he watches. So you know, man, shout out to Dragon Ball Z and their fa- shout out to their fans, man, because they're real ones. Not again, not that anybody else is not, but when it comes to those Dragon Ball Z movies, Dragon Ball Super movies. Man, golly, it's it's insane, you know. I I feel like it lends itself very well to be that gateway because it's not that complex of a of a story or a show. It's just the story of our boy Goku wanting to be the most powerful warrior in the world, then the universe, then all the universes, then you know, so forth and so forth. So it's it's just a story of a guy that just wants to be the biggest badass in his respective area, right? Yeah. So it it it's not like all these crazy emotional stuff things and whatever. It's just I'm gonna kick your ass because I want to be and able to kick your ass, and I'm just gonna keep growing. And the next guy that comes along, I'm gonna kick his ass too. So it just lends itself <laughs> easily yeah. to to be like it. it I don't want to, it's not, I'm not saying it in a bad way, but it's very simplistic. It is. Uh, it is. And, and, and easy to get into. And like you mentioned, you know, we have all these generations of people that started from Dragon Ball. Then we have people that maybe started in Dragon Ball Z, uh, us. Then maybe people that started in, uh, super. dude, even, even, I mean, Yes, super, but even Dragon Ball Z, I mean, Dragon Ball GT, God forbid. Yeah, yeah God forbid. <laughs> but, but then uh, now super, you know, it's just uh, spanned over so many generations now as the, as an entry-level anime. So, like, it's just going to keep going. And now with, uh, you know, also, uh, we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about it a little later. But now with Dragon Ball also going into the gaming realm uh, with a collab that I'll mention here soon. Uh, you know, it's just out there for all these fans and people to just check just out. To, like yeah, you say, like you say, even for general people that don't aren't anime heads or anything like that, it's something you come across of come across like at some point. 
Yeah, and and it's crazy because uh, I was talking about it the other day with Andrew, and it's you you don't watch you don't watch Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball Super for the story. Maybe Dragon Ball because Dragon Ball the story for Dragon Ball is actually pretty damn good. But you don't watch Dragon Ball Z or Super for the story. Let's be honest. You're watching it for the emotional scenes, and you're watching it for the badass animation and the kickassery. You know that that's that's why I'm watching it. You 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 want to see Goku? You know, beat the hell out of somebody. You want to see Jiren come out, stop on somebody. You you might like so. You want to see Gohan so go at it by all means. Put it on that saga. You want to see Android? So those are my favorite, by the way. Android seventeen eighteen. You know you want to see them go and just stomp on everybody in a, in a different in a different timeline. By all means. For to do so either but that's the thing about it like it's just and like you said not in any way not in, it's not a bad way but it's simplistic you're watching it for the emotional appeal and you're watching it for the kick-ass fight scenes right yeah I'm, I'm, exactly right? so exactly. yeah that, that that's all i gotta say about that quoting forrest gump there <laughs> <laughs> so hopping over into gaming uh the pokemon world championships are going on right now uh, something that I've been no lifing the last couple of days, just checking everything out. Last uh, couple of nights. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I just say days because it's days over yeah, there. Yeah. But I guess for us, it's <laughs> nights. Uh, for those of you who don't know, the, this is going on in London. So the time difference is a little crazy. Uh, but thus far, uh, we have named world champions in Pokin in two divisions. Uh, we have named world champions in Pokemon Unite and in Pokemon Go. So thus far, we have uh, Shadow Cat winning the Pokemon tournament this year, or the Pokemon tournament this year. Uh, also, Fruit Prime in the seniors world is the world champion. Uh, Pokemon Unite Black Hand, uh, actually out of the United States, a United States team winning the Pokemon Unite World Championship first ever. Uh, Pokemon Go first ever champion, uh, Dancing Rob, uh, and in the seniors division, it was a a kid by the name of Me Weedle. Uh, tomorrow or tonight, tonight, tomorrow, uh, since it's overseas, uh, we will be naming six more champions, three from TCG, which is the trading card game and three from VGC, which is the video game championships, uh, respectively in, in each in the juniors division, which is the youngest bracket, the seniors division, which is the middle bracket and the masters division, which is the oldest bracket. So, uh. I will be checking that out. And then after, at the closing ceremony, we will be getting some kind of trailer or news or something for Scarlet and Violet, at least. Uh, it's what they announced in the opening ceremony. So uh, I'll be checking that out and let's see what we end up getting there. Uh, then jumping over to GamesCon. We have GamesCon coming this Tuesday, August 23rd. Uh, some of the things that we have um, announced already that we know is going to be there are hogwarts legacy gotham knights sonic frontiers just to name a few uh anything you're looking forward to there i i specifically mentioned those markets because i know we're all interested in those in some capacity as far as game GamesCon is concerned i actually never really get to watch it just because i usually the times do take place uh where is it? I totally forgot, but I, I know usually I, I get to catch the announcements when I'm in school. So mm-hmm. it's always a surprise for me, but of course I'm always going to be hoping for the, the, you know, the games that I never get or anything that I enjoy. Um, I'm not sure exactly what they're going to be announcing at all. Um, but yeah, it's going to be fun to see because I, I usually get some surprises usually. So. Yeah. There's also been rumors of Starfield, uh, 
being there. So let's see what we end up getting there. Uh, Hogwarts Legacy, I know, is one that where a lot of us in the friend group are intrigued by, but we're still hoping to see uh, a path system where you can either go good or bad. So maybe they'll show us that there. Gotham Knights, I think, did get delayed, right, a while back. So let's see what they end up giving us there. And Sonic is one that I know you're a fan of and your brother uh, were, are, are always uh, talking about the Sonic games and stuff. So um, we talked about the game being... Uh, maybe needing a little bit more time to be polished. So let's see if they give us a little bit of a different look here. Yeah. Uh, in terms of that game, we also have a uh, dis. Go ahead. No, I was. Yeah, it's going to be fun to see, for sure. Can't wait. Um, any any video game news is good news for me, man. Yeah, right on. So we have Disney and Marvel show gaming showcase coming up also on September 9th. A little bit further away, but uh, we have that coming. Uh, I'm not really sure what, what we're going to see there yet. I don't think we have any for sure things, but uh, we'll be looking out for that. Uh, multiverses. Black Adam and Stripe from the Gremlin series are coming to multiverses. I'm not sure on a date yet, but they're just confirmed that they are coming. Uh, I, no, I have not. Have you? I have not um, at all. I, I don't think I will. <laughs> just You don't think you will? I don't think I will. Um, just because... I don't know if it's the appeal or 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 whatever, because it kind of reminds me of Brawlhalla, and you know I guess it was Super Smash, and I know you know there's always different outlets of different uh, Super Smash variants, Brawlhalla being another one, this one being another one, that Nickelodeon being another one. But to me, I guess I don't know. It's not Super Smash, I guess in my head, subconsciously speaking, I suppose it's the way I guess. But yeah. yeah. I actually have it downloaded on my Xbox, but I haven't like I haven't uh, started it up and tried it out yet. But it seems cool. I, I actually enjoy watching it for a little bit at a time, but I'm not like super into it either. Um, with that said, Multiverses was also the best-selling game of July, uh, despite being free to play uh, through its Founders Pack, which was I think forty dollars. It actually made the most money in July. Wow. That's impressive. Uh, that is I, right. I, I thought the same thing. That's pretty good. You know, uh, I'm not too big of a fighting game guy. I do play the Smash stuff because, like, that's the one everybody plays, right? And because it has Pokemon in it, like, why lie? Uh, so, I mean, I'll, I'll give it a shot at some point. Just I'm not ready to try it yet. Uh, then we also have a possible Avatar game leak on the Amazon Japan store, which is set for november 8th if i saw that correctly do i have the title in here i think there was a title for the game too wait what are we yes it was it's supposed to be called new avatar the last airbender uh basically what this just what this means is that some somebody on on the Amazon website let go that there was going to be like a some kind of release date for this game. So whether or not that's real or not real, they made a mistake. It's getting pushed. Whatever, just look out for that. Why did I it's, see that there was um the, the the last Airbender the 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 game that's the game you're talking about, right? Yes. Um, I read somewhere that it, it might have been inspired by Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Really? So yeah, and so and again, I've I've it won't be good then, right? 
Probably uh, won't be good. On, on the contrary, to contrast, uh, <laughs> contrary. Uh, but just because of that, obviously anything that kind of wants to, uh, you know, compare itself to Zelda in my eyes, anyways, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna go to shot. It does help that I am a fan of of uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. So, but the fact that it might be like an open world, you know, Zelda game, shoot, I might just give it a shot. Yeah, and especially with, like, uh, new series and movies and stuff like that coming out soon. Like, I mean, it looks like it's coming back, right? Airbender's yeah. coming back. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, so, time. moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Blizzard put out that... Uh, I know there was all the controversy with uh, the latest Diablo game. But they say that Diablo 4 will not include loot boxes, but instead opt for a battle pass system. Which is good coming off of their last little thing. Did you try out, uh, what is it called? Immortal, right? Diablo Immortal? I did not try it out. I did see a lot of videos where people were spending lots and lots of money. And I think we talked about it before on the podcast. Lots and lots of money to get to try and get this insane, obscure-ass, what was the RNG of a, like, 0.5? Something stupid and atrocious. I said, man, whatever, dude. Like, Jesus. Yeah, I think uh, people estimated that you had to pay, like, thousands and thousands of dollars to be able to like to max out your character and i mean that's ridiculous that is ridiculous so i mean they're going for the battle pass system i'm i'm down for that that's i'm okay with that proceeds to spend a thousand dollars on overwatch games for a watch too (laughs) (laughs) yeah so funny that you mentioned overwatch overwatch 2 uh which also is going is going to the battle pass system uh went ahead and set up for everything for pr- cross progression this week, which is something you and I were both just waiting for. Uh, we are players, big players of the overwatch series. Uh, and we play both on console and PC. Uh, it is going free to play. Like we've talked about before, it is going to battle pass instead of loot boxes. Uh, and it is already, they did already set up cross play, but this was kind of like the last thing we were waiting for. And yeah, basically, Basically, all you do is you, if you didn't have your console uh, game linked to a Battle.net account, you needed to make a Battle.net account or link it if you already had one and just opt in that you're going to be linking these two accounts. Uh, From what I understand, uh, when the game launches on October 4th, it is just going to like mesh all your skins over your different uh, linked accounts together so you're gonna have everything from both uh so it is it isn't it, it doesn't seem like it's going to do what other games have done uh for example destiny where they delete one account and override it with another one because i remember when they did cross progression for destiny that was the the approach they took uh so here you will still share stuff um speaking of destiny uh destiny announced that in season 18 which begins august 23rd uh the king's fall raid is going to be returning uh big raid from destiny one probably the best dlc yeah probably the best dlc that destiny as a game from destiny one of course has ever put out so it's going to be exciting to see that you know every time we get a new raid we get a world's first uh, race and we name new champions and stuff like that It'll be interesting to see like what changes they do for uh, Destiny Two now with the uh, with the shield break system and all that. 
what kind of weapons we get, what kind of weapons come back, and what new mechanics they add to the raid, because it's not going to be exactly the same. They are going to add a couple little things in there, uh, like they have in some of the previous raids that they brought back. Uh, in keeping with Destiny 2, Destiny 2 also is going to have a Fortnite crossover, uh, where they're going to add some some skins into the fort into Fortnite. Uh, it seems, based on what I saw, that it's going to be upcoming uh, skins, like in terms of the armor from Destiny 2, that we have not seen yet, because it's nothing that's available in-game as of today. So, uh, we'll look forward to that. Uh, in keeping with Fortnite, Fortnite also, like I meant, something I alluded to earlier, has a crossover event right now going on with Dragon Ball Z. Uh, you can play as, I think, Goku and Vegeta, I've seen for sure. I think I've seen Bulma in-game as well. I'm not sure who else is in there. Have you, uh, do you know, Marcus? I have no idea. I have seen some super cool clips, though. And they're always fun whenever you catch those clips, right? Um, people obviously trying to replicate things you see in the anime. I did see one where I think Goku, he is doing a Kamehameha from the, from the sky somewhere, writing down and... Oh, yeah. It looks dope as hell, and I was like, oh my god. I'm not going to play the game, right? But it's always fun to see what creative approaches these people take, and that one was definitely one. So much fun, man. Yeah, so uh, Fortnite, I mean, love it, hate it. It's, it just keeps, uh, it keeps growing, and it keeps just appealing to different fan bases. I mean, that's the way to go, right? Yeah, we've always said, right, Fortnite, man, kudos, man, because they just keep pumping out and pumping out, and the support is unreal, and, and obviously that's what you want from a developer just to keep supporting the games that they're doing, and they're doing it on a just totally different scale from just about anybody I've ever seen. So kudos to them, man. So we also had a Warzone 2 leak date, possibly coming out November 18th. Uh, nothing official yet, just a, a leak. I'm not sure where this came out of. I just saw it making the waves online, so I said... Oh, Warzone is one of those big old games that a lot of people play, so might as well put this out. Typically. Typically? Well, I think it's more than typically. Well, the thing is, Warzone is going to be its own thing. It's not the game. It's not Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 2 is going to be in October. So this is just Warzone 2 standalone. Got you. So let's see. I mean... Regardless, it's supposed to come out this year. We do have that announcement coming up pretty soon. I can't remember the date exactly where they're supposed to touch on Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone. So uh, we'll be looking out for that and see if uh, that November 18th leak is correct. Uh, another interesting one, uh, Dead Island 2 is finally coming out. It was announced eight years ago. Eight <laughs> years ago. And it's finally coming out on February 23rd. It's uh, a game that I loved the first one i still to this day don't think i've ever seen such a gripping trailer for a game uh the song from that trailer just amazing one of my favorite like video game songs ever i mean being that it's from a trailer uh did you play dead island marcus the part one came out when refresh my memory part one Oh, it's it's been a long time already because it's been a long it was time. Dead Island and then it was Dead Island Riptide. From what I see here, it was in 2017. No, that's that has to be part two, right? Yeah, because 2017 is only five years ago. Yeah, this was on, this was on the Xbox 360, so it was 2011. Okay. So then 2011, when it came out, and I remember I ha- actually had the game, 
But the thing was, where I lived, because I, I I got to play it in college, but I never really got to play it in um at home where I lived because we had no internet access even at that time. Yeah, I know, crazy. So I kind of just played by myself, um, which obviously is not the way the game was intended to be played. So yeah. I kind of missed out on the whole thing <laughs> after the fact when I realized, you know, you want to play this game at its peak performance, believe it or not. So I kind of missed out. Yeah, so I'm I'm super excited this is coming. Uh I will be playing this game for sure. So and hopefully we play it together online no, and not by ourselves. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. And hey, if it's it's Xbox, right? So uh, let's say about Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, one Game Pass. I'm not sure. That I don't know yet. I just well, hopefully, but I'm sure I'm sure we'll be playing them for sure. And I'll play it right this this time, I promise. <laughs> uh some big news that had a lot of people upset uh maybe you can clarify as to why because i'm not sure i'm not too familiar with this group but the embracer group has bought the rights to all lord of the rings and the hobbit games well the only thing i obviously i can think of is not you because i think it's more the fact that lord of the rings in general is just a property that i guess nobody really wants anybody to have their hands on it's, I don't want to call it sacred or whatever, but it's, it is it is one of those, by all means. It's Lord of the Rings. Uh, people still hold J.R.R. Tolkien's just as the greatest Middle Earth things that they've ever seen when I'm over here like, okay, you know what I mean? Like, And I, I've, I've, I've read the novels. I've read the Cimmerillion. So you, anybody can back up, right? Because I know that's that's the big, big one there. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's what I can think of. I think it's more they're upset about the fact that it's just... The fact that the Lord of the Rings just franchise and whoever owns these things is going to a completely different person and not, you know, what they, I guess, expected. Uh, I'm not sure what Embracers made. There's, I know there's just some, there's supposed to be some big publisher. I'm not sure exactly, you know, how they've gone and done things. But ultimately, when you have Lord of the Rings and it's kind of just being passed around like it's, you know, what, yesterday's laundry, it sucks. And I think that's what most people are upset about because you're, ne- you're never really going to get a Lord of the Rings game. Not that we, not that we didn't have two, right? But I guess that what's called consistency over the franchise in general. Because again, we, we're getting in the Amazon series. You know what I mean? And yeah. now it's now are we going to get something else in terms of Lord of the Rings? I'm not sure what we're getting. Um, but it's just that consistency overall, you know, as far as Lord of the Rings is concerned. But I, it's more the fact that it's just a huge property and it never really settles down and stays put like it's supposed to for a big property. Yeah, from what I see here from the Embracer Group, they are a Swedish video game holding company. And they do have more than 76 different, like, things under them. It says it's some of the games, some of the companies that they own have made games like Little Nightmares, uh, Time Splitters, Darksiders, Duke Nukem, Borderlands, uh, Killing Floor, Deus Ex, and Tomb Raider, just to name a few. So maybe that's, you're right. I mean, there's some. I, I feel like there's some good games in there. Yeah, but that's so, a hell of a that's a hell of a of a spectrum, though. You go from yeah. Little uh, Little Nightmares, which I played, to the likes of what you say, Tomb Raider and Borderlands. Like yeah. that's. It sounds to me like they're just gonna. I mean, I would think they maybe just keep just pump out Lord of the Rings stuff and pump it out and pump it out. And again, we not that we haven't had, but we had two good Lord of the Rings games already. Yeah, really um, good games. So I'm maybe curious as to uh, they're just gonna be churning out Lord of the Rings and 
maybe milk it and i guess up what's that's what people might be upset about or or you know obviously it's the, the whole in this case it seems like it's gonna be quantity or quality and obviously people would prefer quality um but anything for the rings i think is a plus so let's just kind of see more or less what these guys do what they do with the franchise hopefully in terms of video games they keep it going but if they can uh, uh, but you have tomb raider there you have borderlands there and I think that's actually I think that's actually pretty good, and so we'll see. Keep an eye on that one for sure. Yeah, there's there's definitely some good uh, some good games in that on that list. So maybe I guess depending who they hand it off to, uh, what what studio they entrust that, those games with, uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, so I think that was it for gaming. Moving on to TV and movies, a uh, bit of a fun one and a throwback: The Wizard of Oz remake. In development at Warner Brothers, dude. Oh, how'd you feel about that? I'm down. Really? Yeah, I'm down, dude. I love wow. Wizard of Oz. You see, so do I. And um, I've seen, I've seen, I've seen just about all of them. I've seen all of them. I've even seen that creepy uh, Return to Oz one. That one was creepy mm-hmm. as hell. That one was real weird. Oh, um, yeah. And then obviously you had the Great and Powerful Oz. I actually did read a couple of the books. They were real short. I read them a long time ago. Couldn't mm-hmm. really tell you what was up with them and stuff like that. But no, the First one is a cinematic, I don't know, I guess a cinematic masterpiece. It's, it's, a, oh, yeah. it's an amazing film, a great film. I think this is one of those films that should not have a remake. Like, the first one, it still holds up beautifully if you were to watch it in 2022. It's a timeless film. And to remake such a film, it, this, this film, <laughs> I can't even, like, the expectations, you know what I mean? Like I, I'm scared for whomever is making this because it's either gonna it, it's there's no how how do you make a remake you don't better than the especially this original you don't you know what I mean you don't so I don't know dude like I wasn't when I saw when I when I saw this news I said are you are you serious I said no God no I I said the first one is that first one is I, like I said it's it's timeless dude it still holds up this this film was almost 100 years old man and you can watch it right now and it would not feel like you're watching a film you know made in 1930s when was it made 1930s yeah and and you know to be clear like I'm I'm looking forward to it and I'm not saying like they're going to top that movie like you mentioned there's there's no topping this movie there's no making it better but you know with if if it's done correctly you know with new newer age visuals and like just the cinematic experience from then to now has changed so drastically that they can make a very very beautiful movie uh and i'm not one of these people that thinks like you shouldn't touch it because you're gonna ruin the old movie or whatever like that that one's always going to be the staple of the of the Wizard of Oz world, but I I'm think just just in cinema, dude. I I I'm putting like I'm pretty sure it's up there in the hundred greatest films of all time. I, I'm top ten, yeah, probably even higher. Yeah, yeah, probably yeah. even higher. Uh, I just want to see. But you make you know, a good point. What, you make a good point. I I, I just want to see like what a modern day scarecrow looks like, a modern day Tin Man, a modern day lion. You know what? Who plays the witch? I mean, and of course. You you talked about it a little bit. When you're going to go into this movie, you have expectations and you better either knock it out of the park or 
get ready to be shit on because this is a big movie. This uh, is, it's a it's a big park, man. You can hit out of the park. But uh, you made a good point. Uh, you, like if you're gonna modernize it, up to date, it 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 it. I think it would help if it had its own identity in the sense that, like you said, it better look it better look pretty, man. It better look gorgeous. That you it better it better push you know technology as far as it can for a film like this because it really is that great of a film it is a timeless film and to see scarecrow and to see you know tin man the lion the wicked witch of the west you know uh to see oz i know in the in the original in the 1930s version you know oz was this green emerald city right or whatever so that's gonna be fun to kind of see you know their 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 visuals but but initially dude i said holy hell they're really they're really touching wizard of oz huh all right, let's let's see what we get. Now, I'll be watching. Obviously, I'll be watching. We'll be watching. I'm sure Rick will be watching too, and kind yeah. of seeing, kind of seeing what they go, what they go, what they go with. Man, it's gonna be, it's gonna be I, interesting to see, man. I think once we start to get like a little bit of a cast, we'll kind of see. Oh, okay, okay, like I can see this, or nah, we'll we'll kind of get a little bit better of a feeler, like to see what they're gonna go for. And once we start to get pictures and a little bit of stuff about the story. We'll see, like, if they are trying to do like a classic remake, or if they're going with their with their own identity or what. But visually, like, I am expecting greatness visually. Yeah. Uh, in terms. See... Go ahead. Uh-huh. Uh, no, go for it. Did you ever see Great and Powerful Loss? Yes. Is that the one with uh, Franco? Yeah, remember we don't talk about that guy, right? But yes, James Franco. <laughs> mm-hmm. What well, do, do you remember? Do you remember what the story was about? The way it looked? Do you remember those things? I remember, I remember it being a lot more centered on him and how he came he became, to become, yeah. how he came to become the Wizard of Oz. Uh, I, I thought it was okay. Uh, it looked, it looked all right, but it wasn't like, it, it didn't blow my mind like, like Wizard of Oz, obviously, yeah. but uh, story wise. But I thought it was a, it was an enjoyable film. Yeah, what I it was. But what I, what I remember about it like yeah the story was it was you know it was an okay story um but i remember it being actually a lot nicer than what i initially thought it was going to be and they did do the whole black and white thing to the color thing also obviously the the easter egg to the original and stuff so um we're gonna get a lot of those things and i really hope they push the boundaries on this one it'd be cool to see yeah and hopefully they go that direction of paying homage to the original and maybe even some of the stuff along the way and not try to replace it because that's never going to happen. Yeah, we have no way in hell. Uh, so up next we have uh, Guillermo del Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities coming out on. I mean, of all dates, October twenty fifth. Uh, nothing good ever comes on that day, if you ask me. But uh, I mean, that show's coming out on October twenty fifth, and it's going to be eight different stories that are supposed to be spooky. Yeah, October twenty fifth is my birthday, by the way, for everyone wondering. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the cabinet guess, carrier, huh? Go ahead. I guess one good thing came out that day, so maybe <laughs> this will be the second. <laughs> uh, and I know I I love Guillermo del Toro's um, stuff, huge stuff, all kinds of stuff. And actually, Cabinet of Curiosity is actually based on a book, which I have, by the way. Um, it's a book that does feature illustrations in it and stuff like that bunch of short stories you could think of it i don't i don't know if you remember those early film uh books growing up the stories you don't tell in the dark the stories you don't tell after dark you remember that series a bunch of mm-hmm. little, little little series it's similar to that where it just has a bunch of like those type of stories and stuff like that and it says eight chilling stories and stuff like that but um 
it's you're you're gonna be watching that man because the illustrations that this guy had on his book, the the Cabinet of Curiosities, oh yeah, it, it, you you know his stuff is just gonna be good, but it's it's gonna look crazy too, man. It's gonna it's you're gonna be tripped out for sure. I I have no doubt about it. Up next, we have a John Wick prequel series coming in 2023. It's going to be about the Continental, uh, and it's going to be on Peacock. It's supposed to be a three-part series. I know we have a John Wick sequel, I think John Wick 4, coming up. So now we're going to go back in time and uh, learn a little bit about the Continental and how they set up that whole uh, world of assassins and whatever. Uh, we also have uh, The Sandman kind of had a little surprise uh, Netflix dump of a two a two part episode for their series. Uh, it kind of came out of nowhere. I don't think anybody expected anything like that. I think Netflix even tweeted out something like surprise. So uh, I did watch the series. I did enjoy it. Uh, so I haven't checked out this uh, latest little thing that they put out, but I will be checking it out here soon. Uh, also, this past week, we did have um, She-Hulk come out, and the reviews have been pretty good. Uh, have you gone to check it out, Marcus? No, I have not. There's just so much. <laughs> There's just a lot. But She-Hulk did have some positive reviews. I think all the way around. Better reviews than, what was the last one? Miss uh, Marvel? I think it was better. Than, no, it wasn't better. Yeah, was it? I, I, they're up there and again with marvel you know what you're getting so either way um it's gonna be good i'm sure yeah i haven't gotten a chance to check it out i actually sat down to watch it and for some reason my my disney plus app was not letting me log in i had to log in for my phone i tried to log in on the on my tv and it just was being a jerk to me so i was like you know what fine i'm not gonna watch your dumb show <laughs> uh and sticking with uh, Marvel, we have confirmed that the Punisher, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage will all be returning for Daredevil Born Again. Uh, pretty exciting news. I did enjoy the Punisher series, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage. I even enjoyed uh, the Iron Fist on uh, when they were on Netflix. Uh, let's see what ends up coming out of this. Uh, do you Have you seen any of those? Or? Dude, no, I have not. <laughs> Yeah, Punisher, yeah. I know you're going to love. I, I get a lot of shit for it, too, from Andrew and hey, from, man. Uh, Daniel. Man, well, this was years ago when I had, when it, obviously when it had to come out. But I just, you know, just never got around to it, man. And then after they after they canceled it or whatever, remember they were just up in limbo. I always felt there was no reason for me to go back and watch them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Have you watched Daredevil, at least? <laughs> no? Not, no Daredevil? <laughs> yeah, well, well, may, well, maybe this will be it. Maybe this will be what what brings you around. I mean, and even if you don't, man, to each their own. Everybody likes their own kind of stuff. You know, you've seen animes that I would never see or have never seen. So, I mean, everybody, see, but, but everybody the, has their own flavor. But those are shows that I would watch. And, and those are shows that I would enjoy. I, 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 I do consider myself a Marvel fan. A pretty, not a big Marvel fan, but a big Marvel fan. You know what I mean? Um, so that's why I just, for whatever reason, just never got around to it, man. Yeah, I mean, you're busy, you have a lot of stuff, you're a gamer, you watch, you read, like, I mean, sometimes there's just no time. I need more time, you're right. Uh, so, New Line 
is looking into a possible Dr. Evil film. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I always loved Austin Powers growing oh, up. Dude. I still love Austin Powers. <laughs> we quote Austin Powers uh, fairly often. Uh, so I would be super pumped for this if it were to happen. <laughs> and for whatever reason, man, I, uh, I don't know if it's just like a, like a Mike Myers thing or something, man, but his films, uh, I know Shrek and I, and I was, I, was talking about Shrek this week in school or whatever, and we were talking about just favorites and just how things just kind of stand the test of time. And Shrek is one of those films that's just, it's, ti- it's timeless. It's going to be timeless. And it holds up years later, dude. Remember when Shrek, Shrek, uh, Shrek came out? I think I think I was in like fourth grade or something like that. Oh, yeah. Dude, my students, man, they're, they were born 2007, I think. They Oh, Sir Shrek. And all of them know Shrek, love Shrek. Everybody knows, it's a timeless film. And made by Mike Myers, and then you have films like Austin Powers. Those hold up too, man. As far as comedy is concerned, man, those hold up very well, also. So, uh, I would, I would really like for them to go and revisit the Austin Powers franchise. And Doctor Evil is perfect. Yeah, but, same you know, here. We won't have a mini. We won't have mini me, unfortunately, unless I don't think they will replace them. I know the actor passed away a long while back, so. Yeah, so uh, we'll keep looking out for that. Hopefully, it, hopefully it comes out because I'll, we'll both be watching. I'm sure, as will a lot of people. Yeah. So the trailer for Wednesday, the Adams Family show is coming out, or has it has has been put out? Uh, it is set for the fall. Uh, no date yet, but I would think they would probably try and go around Halloween if they want to be funny about it and release it on a Wednesday. Uh, it would probably fall on October 26th, the Wednesday right before Halloween. Wait, if they don't do it, they, uh... did you come up with that theory by yourself about them releasing it on Wednesday? Uh, no. Okay, that that's that would have been interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I wish I did, but I didn't. I read. I, I read it somewhere. Like I read. Do you, I read it somewhere that somebody was saying, do you think they'll release it on a Wednesday? And when I saw that, I was like, if they do it, it'll be this Wednesday. Because obviously, like, uh, Adam's Family lends itself to, like, Halloween, right? Yeah. So, yeah, there was a little bit of controversy with this show. Have you seen the trailer? Have you Are you familiar with the controversy at all? I've seen the trailer... I don't know which controversy you mean, though. So there is a little bit of controversy with the the actor, Luis Guzman, that they chose to have as Gomez. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. People are kind of like, what? Like, everybody's used to, like, Gomez being, like, this real suave, like, guy or whatever. And, you know, the whole romance between him and his wife and whatever. Yes, and yes, people, people are just questioning, like, this choice of actor. I mean, I, to me, like, it just doesn't make sense. Like, it's not even about Gomez. It's about Wednesday. So, like, what does it matter? And obviously, they're doing it for a reason. So, just, like, wait till the show comes out. Check it out and have your that's, opinion then. But that's, that's, really, that's really interesting. Uh, I've, I've seen a lot of the Adam Smith. I've seen the two movies. I've seen the um, bits and pieces. Actually, a lot of bits and pieces over in school of the cartoon. And I, I've even seen the, the, the show growing up. If you actually go back and check, Gomez, aside from uh, Raul Julia, who's, uh, I guess, the handsome man who plays him in the movies, Gomez has never really been good looking. <laughs> uh, so 
and not that not to say again that Luis Guzman or whatever you know whatever people think about him or whatever but and is is that is that I'm on the right track is that what people are upset about the fact that this guy is not a handsome man or whatever whatever is yeah that... I think I think based on the last iteration we saw of Gomez people were expecting like this suave guy and I mean they kind of made him look a little dorky in this one but uh, actually the one that told me the one that actually brought it to my attention that in the original like comics or or illustrations or whatever it was that Gomez was actually like small and and stocky like he wasn't yeah, really supposed to be this this he's not it, it's it's not necessarily a oh he's supposed to be this charming man or whatever and I don't know if people are thinking about oh, again Raul Julia because he was charming in that film but that's that's not the point that the Adams family and and you know that Morticia and Gomez make it's it's their love for each other strangely enough that that's that's what they're known for not necessarily that one is suave and Morticia's is gorgeous they know it's the fact that their love transcends everything and anything because that's the Adams family way I'm I I, I, I had no idea that that was a controversy uh wow I, <laughs> that's weird I don't know why people would be upset and I, looking at Luis Guzman you can go to the to the Adams family the cartoon show that came out um on 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 TV or whatever growing up and you there, there's some resemblance there but again it's not He's not, it's not suave. It's it's supposed to again. Won't knock it till you see it. Obviously, right? But I'm anticipating their relationship in on in Wednesday being that lovey dovey. You know, th I got your back. You know, I have your you got my back. I have your back thing going on there. So that's interesting. I think people are gonna be slap silly for who thought I, that. I, I I think so too. I think that so weird. too. That, that is weird. That's weird. Yeah. So uh, up next, we did get the announcement for Enola Holmes Part Two is gonna be coming out November fourth. Uh, for those for those of you that aren't familiar, Enola Holmes' story is she is the little sister of Sherlock Holmes, uh, and she is played by Millie Bobby Brown. Sherlock Holmes is played by uh, what's his name, the guy that plays Superman, Henry Cavill. Yes. So uh, I did watch the first film, and I actually really really liked it a lot. Me too. Uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I didn't. I I was surprised. I I thought I would like it, but I was surprised at how much I liked it. So yeah, I'm yeah. very much looking forward to another one. The and I, I saw Enola Holmes two. Oh, Enola Holmes part one. I saw it right after um the first season of Moriarty the Patriot, which is the anime of Moriarty, and in this case it's reverse roles. Uh, Moriarty is the protagonist in this one, and Sherlock Holmes is his the antagonist or whatever. So I just got done with, I had just gotten done with that. And I had just gotten done seeing again at the same time, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock Holmes movie also. So I'm, I was kind of on the Sherlock Holmes thing when I hear that. So I know the Holmes, I was like, Hey, Henry Cavill is awesome, dude. I can, but Henry Cavill does have the more, uh, empathetic side to him as compared to these other two, <laughs> but I'm excited. Another two in, in other homes was, was a lot of fun. So uh, here's to here's to that. We'll be looking out for it November fourth. Uh, something else we're going to be looking out for is the Rings of Power. The first two episodes will release September first at nine p.m., and then from then on, it's going to be releasing Fridays at twelve a.m. Uh, we're both big Lord of the Rings fans, so I, I'm I'm excited for it. I don't know if if your excitement has wavered a little bit, or it doesn't seem like it has. Uh, 
as big a hype of the next thing I'm going to be talking about. But uh, what are, what is... If you had to gauge your feelings for the Ring of Power show, like, where is it at right now? The... Uh, on a scale of 1 through 10, probably a 6. And again, this is this is not in no way, shape, or form, you know, with the with the controversy and all the smack talking that has been doing to this show. Because the the when the every time the trailers come out, people spam the hell out of that dislike button completely. And this show's gone. It's, it's, I don't think it's going to be given a fair chance from the get go. Uh, but for the most part, it's Lord of the Rings. If you're a Lord of the Rings fan, I think you have you have to at least check it out, nonetheless. So. I will be at least watching it to see how I feel. I always have the watch, you know, two episode, three episode rule as far as, you know, especially the long hour. If they're shorter, then I'll go about four or five episodes. But in this case, I'm, I'm going to give it a first, uh, a first shake for sure. Okay. That, that's fair. I think uh, you said a six. Mine would probably be a little bit more, maybe I like a seven. I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. But obviously, there's a lot of other things that I'm looking forward to a little more. So a seven makes sense. I always you're more optimistic than me. <laughs> yeah. So Don't speaking of the speaking, no, 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 you're right. S speaking. <laughs> what? Nothing, nothing. It's just funny. I'm just laughing at myself. No, you're right. I'm a little bit more like loose as far as my excitement. Uh, so speaking of the things that we're more excited for, Westeros is upon us tomorrow is the premiere of House of the Dragon, which tomorrow being August 21st. And people have said that the show is pretty good. Or the same. And I'm actually excited for this one. It's if, you, if, you had to if you had to gauge this excitement, what would you rate this? Uh, an eight for myself. Eight. Okay. Yeah. For me, it's a 10, bro. I can't wait. <laughs> Well, were you, I know you're just getting off. You're still watching the Game of Thrones. Um, what you call them? Yeah, I was oh, rewatching Game, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I was rewatching yeah. certain. I was rewatching it. Then it came out in the Atmos and Vision and all that. And then, uh, I, I ended up stopping because I started watching some other stuff and playing some different games. So what I'm gonna, what I've been doing is just watching like certain episodes now, like the big um, ones. Battle okay, of the Bastards, okay. Hard Home. You know, the big ones. Yeah, I'm just... What I'm most excited about House of the Dragon is that it's going to be a lot more high fantasy than, from the get-go, than Game of Thrones was. Because like, we're already seeing dragons, and we're going to see dragons, all kinds of dragons, and just all kinds of, you know, fantastical shit. Let's go. I'm excited. And that's what I'm most excited about. To me, yes, the Game of Thrones label is attached to it, but I've always been a fan of just high fantasy type stuff. And when you saw Game of Thrones, it was very political for the first, you know... For the first, I guess until the last episode of the first season, uh, when the dragon came out, and then you, you started getting rem, you know, remnants of what it is what it was supposed to be in season two, and finally, you know, so on this one, you're just yeah, here you go, you want you want dragons, here here's some dragons. All right, cool, uh, I'm excited, so I am excited about that one for sure. Um, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I think it is. Well. I think it is confirmed that we're gonna have like seven to nine dragons or something like that. Nice. So, uh, yeah, it, it is going to lend itself more to that fantasy-esque stuff. We are going to still have, like, that little political back and forth. Who's going to be, who's going to rule, whatever. It is, a, it is a prequel to Game of Thrones. Uh, not quite 
it, it's supposed to be if you're familiar with the stories it's supposed to be kind of in between Aegon's conquest which is when the Targaryens first start to rule and Game of Thrones is which is what we're familiar with already um and you know being how Game of Thrones ended kind of on a sour note for a lot of people people are ready like to go back into the world and love Game of Thrones again so I'm hoping I that mean, it, um here we I, go I, I, I've always had like a, a weird thing with um prequels just because you kind of know more or less how the story goes what I'm hoping for especially House of the Dragon is that Game of Thrones turns into this huge world that it can be you know you can tell side you can uh, side stories you can tell um different perspectives of, of different characters that we know and love here you know what I mean different things like that so I really I really hope it does does go that route once house that dragon is over if it were up to me what would really be cool i've always been fans of of sequels and stuff just to kind of see i I can never get enough of the original stuff just to kind of see you know maybe house that dragon takes a different route and kind of tells us the story of what happens after game of thrones from a completely different perspective but i know we are getting a Jon snow thing coming up later and we are getting an Arya thing later on as well or is that the, is Arya tied to the to the Jon Snow TV uh, TV show I know we're getting some more stuff that takes place after Game of Thrones so gonna gonna be interesting to see but if House of, House of the Dragon again just knocks out of the park I would like to see you know where that goes and the different perspectives we get from here going forward yeah so uh hopefully we do we are seeing that stuff that's going to be coming in the future like Marcus said the Jon Snow series uh, everybody I know for sure wants an Aegon's Conquest story as well. Uh, I did pull up the graphic, and we are getting nine dragons this season. Nine different dragons. So that's what's up. That 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 is what's up. That is, what's up. <laughs> that is hey, in fact what that's, is up. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, dude. I'm like, I'm like Game of Thrones for the dragons, man, over here. <laughs> so uh, let's see. I also really like that. Uh, Game of Thrones, at least this series, House of the Dragon, also has a lot of actors that I'm not familiar with. Um, good. With yeah, which is nice because it this is gonna put them on the map, much yeah. the way it did for a lot of the people in the original Game of Thrones. You know, there's some good actors here and there. I think uh, one of the one of the ones that I knew a little better was the guy that plays uh, Adrian and Little Nicky. Uh-huh. It's coming out in the show. He has a role in the show. Oh, nice! But, uh, uh, his name is Rise, R H Y S. Oh, what's his, uh, I, I know what you're talking about. He's awesome. Yeah, he's gonna be in there. And there's another actor that I know. I think the guy that plays one of the main characters also is Matt Smith. I think is what his name is. Yeah, it's probably is Doctor it, Who. Yeah, has come out in a couple things, but most of the cast is relatively unknown, which I think is great. You know, uh, let's see what they can do. They're gonna surprise us. Uh, so I'm I'm super excited for tomorrow. Uh, so that wraps up TV and movies for us. And we had a very interesting discussion for this week. Uh, it kind of came across because right before Marcus and I started recording, I took a shower and we kind of had a little bit of a, a little bit of a, I wouldn't say issue, but we we're kind of brainstorming as I, what, what can, what can we discuss this week? And I have hand sanitizer right here on my desk next to me. And it just got me to thinking, you know, like, I know, I know my routines. I know what I use, like, to keep clean in terms of, like, my hands and a shower and 
uh, hygiene in general and stuff like that. But like, what is it for everybody else? Like, what do you use? Do you prefer things? Do you not really care? Uh, did you adopt these yourself? Have you just always gotten these? So, uh, it's just a funny little discussion that we're going to get into here. Uh, so let's see. Yeah. And, and that's when, the, and if you listen or remember the intro, I mentioned about how you should not be a dung eater or you don't want to be a dung eater. Uh, that was a Elden Ring reference because we do have the dung, the dung eater in Elden Ring. And obviously it fits because you don't want to be the dung eater. You don't want to be that guy who smells. You don't want to be that guy who has bad hygiene because, you know, it's just not, not that it's, oh, you know, oh, you know, what is it to you? And I don't know what, but it's, you know, I, I would think it's, what, a respect thing? It's not even a responsible thing. It's something, man. Um, and, it, and I'm glad he brought it up. When he brought it up, I started laughing. And I was like, you know, interestingly enough, and this is like a little fun fact, um, a few years ago, I do play card games. And the Yu-Gi-Oh! In the, in the Yu-Gi-Oh! rulebook, rule there is a subsection that is titled Hygiene. A player can be penalized for having bad hygiene and smelling. And it's unfortunate because, you know, geek, geeky guys, nerdy guys, guys like us who just love all kinds of everything that's nerdy whatever, you know, just have... I don't want to say have that stigma, right? But they, people do, do have that stigma where, hey, they tend to smell bad. And that's not always the case, I promise. And honestly, I think, I think that's just, that's a minority. At least I like to think it's a minority. Not always. Okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like to think <laughs> it is, but it might not be the case. But nonetheless, yeah, uh, Rico, and Rico had brought it up, and I was like, that fits, man. That's perfect, right? Um, just hygiene, gaming and hygiene, just make sure you're taking care of yourself. You know, what do you do, you know? Uh, you brush your like. What do you brush your teeth with? What do you shower with? Show body wash, soap or body wash or both. Uh, I I think I have I heard some people do both. Um, but yeah, kind of like what's your routine? What are you buying? You know, how do you go about your business to make sure you stay clean? First of all, I want to ask, how many showers do you take a day, Rico? Uh, one if not two. Dude, I always take two, always. Which is real weird, and I don't know if it was something that was just instilled in me, instilled in me as a kid. But I, I wake up, I shower, and I do shower to wake up in the mornings, right? But I do feel dirty when I get out of bed, and I do feel, and I, if I don't shower and I go into bed, I feel dirty too. So a lot of times, man, I, I do shower twice a day on the regular. Um, there are some times where, not all the time, but usually if I'm working, if I do happen to have a workout or something, because I did do it a couple of times in the summer where I wake up again, I shower to wake up, I work out, I shower again, I go through my day and I shower at night, which is super excessive. And apparently you're not supposed to shower so many times in a day, but I like being in the water, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I pay the water bill, right? Who's, you yeah. know, and I, I know right now I think people are saying, Oh, there's a drought and you're supposed to conserve water. I'm like, Hey, I, I you know, I take, I take, you know, 15 minute showers, you know, in the morning, it'll be like 20, 20, 20 minute showers or whatever, but 10 to 15 minutes is my regular, I go in, you know, automatically just jump right in regardless of what, how hot it gets and stuff like that. And, you know, you do your business, right? So, <laughs> so yeah, next question, what is your, well, I want to break it down, just have a little fun with it. What shampoo do you use? And I know what shampoo you use because it's amazing. Yeah. So, well, first <laughs> off, first off. I'll ask you this. Hot or cold showers or both? 95, 90% of, say 95, 90% of the time hot. Always okay. hot. Unless, unless again, the only time it will be cold is when I'm, I've worked out and I'm still sweating. 
I would take a cold shower to just, you know, cool off, which I hear is bad for you, but I do it anyways. Okay. So me, I'm always hot showers since I was, since I started taking showers, it's always been hot showers. Uh-huh. Uh, so jumping over into shampoo and, or that's what you asked for, right? Shampoo. Yes. Yes. So shampoo, I have two different ones. Say it. Say it. So the first one, which is the one I typically use is called Old Spice Swagger. That no. one, that is the one that I usually use specialty most of shampoo? the time. Well, I used to have a specialty one. I don't use it anymore. Are you talking about Monet? Oh, dude, yes, the black one, dude. Oh, divine. Yeah, I used to use uh, I used to use one called Monet. I kind of have gone away from it because uh, it's a shampoo that my my mother was really into. So I would she would whenever she would buy it, she would get it for me, and I I always loved it. Uh, I I do still have some around, and I use it every now and then because it's good for your scalp. It kind of cleans everything real nice and stuff. But you're right. I had I had actually forgotten about the Monet Black, but I do usually use either Old Spice Swagger or that Monet Black. The extra one that I have is one called Ozzy. And Ooh, it's like that? a, it, it's a pink, I mean, it's a pink, it's a purple uh, bottle. And all of these, all three of these smell amazing, by the way, uh, which that's always what I go for in soap most of the time. I know people say like, oh, it shouldn't be about, about smells. It should be about like whatever, but I love like the smells. Like I'm all about that. I don't care. Now the Ozzy one I use <laughs> in particular when I have my hair pretty long. Because this one is specifically like for curly hair. Uh, I do go between like cutting my hair pretty short and having my hair very like long-ish. Uh, in the past couple months in particular, I probably had my hair the longest I've ever had it. So I was using that Aussie shampoo, which comes in a purple, a purple bottle, and it smells really nice. Uh, and it's specifically for curly hair. So those are the three I go between uh, in terms of shampoo. How about you? Uh -huh. Um, well, from the beginning, and I, you had mentioned the Monet Black, and the reason I mentioned that is because, again, I'll, I'll kind of always tie it into some sort of funny story. Um, I used to show at my grandmother's, I used to show at my grandmother's, and she had this shampoo, and it had menthol in it, and for whatever reason, you know, I, I didn't think nothing of it. This was years, years ago, and I loved the way it felt after I used it, you know, massaged my scalp. And it was, there was that, that sensation on your head, almost like it was burning or minty or whatever. So that mm -hmm. was real nice. Um, so then when I tried the Monet Black, and I tried it one, one time at your house after I had gone swimming, that, I loved that feeling. I loved that sensation, man. Like, so I was, I was obsessed with that, man. I, I thought, I want more of this, man. This was, this was a few years ago. So uh, since then, I do use now the Head & Shoulders Men's shampoo the one with menthol just to get that feeling but obviously it hasn't been able i haven't been able to replicate that fe feeling like i used to so um but yeah that's the shampoo i use uh that's yeah, that that's pretty interesting the one that uh, my parents both use for that like menthol is tea gel have you ever tried that one tea gel i might just i might just tea gel shampoo yeah that that's actually the first one that I ever used that gave me that like sensation of like the cooling, like the little cooling feeling uh, afterwards. And it's supposed to be real good for your scalp and prevent like dandruff and all that kind of stuff. So no joke. I'm a, 
for that tomorrow. I'm not even <laughs> I'm not even exaggerating. Again, because I do that I do I've had the head and shoulders with the menthol because I I like the feeling and, and it's a plus that the head and shoulder one is good for your scalp and dandruff all that stuff, right? Like you know, it's okay, good good for you, right? Good for you. But I want that feeling. I want that cool feeling <laughs> on my head. Like that's what I want. Yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here. Marcus is gonna start showering five times a day. Gotta <laughs> <laughs> get a cool, cool feeling in the scalp. Funny. All right. So moving on to body wash. Uh body wash. I actually if I do use body wash gel. I also use the old spice swagger. Now there are times where I also go into time. Like I go into modes where I want to use like bars of soap. Uh, my bar of soap of choice is actually called zest because it has like this, like fresh, uh, scent. So, uh, I don't know if you have a preference also body wash or bar of soap. Uh, where do you go? For soap, I I don't use soap anymore just because, um, and it happened like way back when, middle school or whatever. Again, I have a story for just about everything. Huh? Uh, it makes my skin real dry, and I don't like that feeling. And then you get like soap scum, and soap scum is nasty. Like, I, I'm like, it's supposed to, be, it's supposed to be clean, right? What is this? So, and I've always adopted after that. I've always just gotten, um, what's the one for your hands? The... It's a body wash. I use body wash now, but I use a body wash. It's it's by the soap. It's by the ones who make the hand soap. I think that's what it's called. And I, I do buy the one with the little micro beads or whatever, just to, you know, I, I do like that feeling on my skin also. Um, but that's the one I use to basically, to clean me, right? Because you do have some sort of, there has to be some sort of cleaning one. The, what, I ha- what I have used actually in the last year and a half, two years or so, um, I still use the clean one, not as much, but because I've gone to this thing about just smelling good. And mm-hmm. I've always felt like I had a very good, just natural scent. I don't know. I've been told anyways. Because um, I don't wear cologne. I don't use cologne. I don't wear cologne. So I've always just relied on you know, my, my five showers a day. And so just to smell good. And I use Bath & Body Works. And this happened because my girlfriend and I went to Bath & Body Works where we go there quite, not quite often. We go there every so often, buy candles. And I will buy the body wash that they have there and I make them last, you know, my loofah, put it on loofah and I scrub myself all over my body because I really want to smell real nice. And yeah, I like smelling nice. <laughs> so that's what I use. I use the, I use the, the Bath and Body Works uh, body wash. And my favorite scent actually is eucalyptus mint. That's the one I'm always buying is eucalyptus hands down. Well- I actually use Bath and Body Work eucalyptus spearmint uh, hand sanitizer, which oh, top top tier. Actually, I actually have that one too. Is it is it like a white gel or whatever? It's it's like it, it's like a purplish, like oh. it's like a purplish gel. Oh, so my, my, mine's a white one. It's it's a white hand sanitizer, and it's like a cream slash hand hand sanitizer, and eucalyptus spearmint. Man, honestly, dude, I love you. Eucaly- I love the smell, and that I've. I'm never get tired. I never get tired of it. That's I have the cream somewhere, unless it ran out a long time ago. I don't remember. But no, I use the body wash all the time, all the time. My favorite. Yeah, it's great. The, the only reason I don't buy the the Bath and Body Works stuff as much, like usually my sister's the one that buys these, and whenever she puts in a big order, I ask her like to get me some. Uh, but just because we don't have one of those here, 
in, in my town. If I was, if I lived over there closer to one of these stores, I'd probably be buying this all the time too. Uh, oh, yeah. In terms of, what's up? That well, they they do have sales and stuff like that. So there's there's ever a sale, you know, I'll get you some. I think the late, the latest one they had actually, because Melanie got some, she got some candles last week end, I think. And then mm-hmm. I talked to Molly and she's like, oh, I got to go to Bath and Body Works because they have hand sanitizers for $2.50. Real, real pumped up. She goes, is that a good deal? I said, mom, I was like, Bath and Body Works is, they, they make their sales off their sales. You know what I mean? Like they, nobody buys their stuff at regular price. If you're buying this at regular price, you're being <laughs> hustled, man. <laughs> yeah. So maybe. Yeah, I've never tried. I've never tried the eucalyptus experiment uh, body wash. But now that you it's, mentioned that, I, I need to try it out. It's the Lord's body wash. And, and <laughs> then, uh, in sticking with uh, my Old Spice Swagger stuff, I also use Old Spice Swagger deodorant. I don't Dude, know what, too. Uh, what you use. <laughs> that's the but only I love thing, their deodorant. That's the only thing for deodorant that I will, because, and there's a reason for it. <laughs> you're getting, are you getting the gist here? My life is full of complexities. Mm-hmm. But yeah. uh, there's a story behind that. <laughs> because I used to use, and then this is growing up, people, you, you know, middle school, you kind of start using whatever deodorant you have because you start smelling and stinking and your armpits start to smell. So the clear right guard gel. Well, sometime in high school, I used, to, I started breaking out in hives and I couldn't pin it as to what and whatever. And sometimes the hives were real bad. Maybe it was something that I ate, you know, and after the hives went away, I, for whatever, I think that was like the first major reaction of my skin just not, does not, cooperate in general uh i used to buy d- different types of deodorant and i used to get rashes i used to buy and i had my antiperspirant i do sweat pretty easily i i get rashes whenever i use a deodorant that is not that my skin does not agree with and strangely enough uh i've always kind of had to cycle through through deodorants and stuff like that until i found one that actually worked and the one that worked was the old spice uh antiperspirant and before it used to be just like a white solid type of deodorant mm-hmm. and it wouldn't give me rashes. But after about a year or two later, the rashes kept coming back when I changed the deodorant. And at the time it was like a, it was like a Fiji black. It was like a Fiji something. It was a green label on it of the old spice one. Mm-hmm. It gave me a rash. I switched it and I switched it to the pure sports, the one with the teal label. And it gave me a rash again, immediately. The only one that does not give me a rash to this day. And I've used it. I buy the same one for, and I've used it for the last, you know, eight years of my life has been the old spice antiperspirant. You, you turn the knob and it comes out like a, it's still, a, it's still white solid, but there, it comes like a little like beads or whatever is mm-hmm. the, the stronger swagger deodorant. And that does not, I don't break out with that uh, deodorant, which is dumb because there's always something wrong with me. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, dude, like I'm, and I was breaking out and it was real, and it was real crazy because just around my armpit, like not on my actual armpit, but around my armpit, which was kind of crazy. And again, and I used to think, oh, maybe it's when I run or the rash or the sweat, whatever, whatever. I was like, but it's antiperspirant. Like, you know, it's like it, it's doing its job. Clearly, if I'm not getting a rash on the actual armpit because the sweat's not getting there, but because the sweat, I guess, is all over, all, all around my arm, you know, whenever I work out or run, I break out. But for some reason, this deodorant in the last, you know, six years or so, eight years or so has not given me that rash. And it's done because I will switch back sometimes to the deodorant just to kind of, you know, change it, just change the scenery down there, right? Let me make it smell a little different, right? For, you know, whomever, because nobody's really going to smell me, right? At least not there. 
I was like, well, let me just buy something a little different, right? Small myself. And in weeks, I'll break out. And then I have to switch back, whatever. I put the quarter, I have to switch back, and it goes away. And I have I do this every so often just to check. And I stopped doing this about two or three years ago. And I've stuck with Stronger Swagger, you know, since then. So, yeah, sucks. Well, I mean, not really, right? Because I'd rather have, yeah. uh, at least I have a good deodorant that I use. Yeah, I mean that. I mean, it's good that you're able to that you were able to find one. I mean that you like and whatever. Uh, I do have something similar that happened to me in high school. I remember one time we switched uh, soap for like laundry soap, and oh, when I yeah. when we, when I switched laundry soap one time, I broke out in like hives or something like all on my neck. I had them all over my neck, and it I was from the collar. It was from the collar from the from my from the polos that we had to wear to school uh-huh. and i remember i'll never forget that like and i was like what the hell is this like it just kind of hit me out of nowhere and so yeah that's a trip dude because around the time i got those hives it, it i'm not saying it might have been a detergent or whatever that we had used also man but it, it's a weird hives dude like this is what's weird man it's just all these bumps start growing all over your like just all over your body and mine would grow from the, the knees upwards. So I had them on my thighs. I had them on my stomach, my back, my shoulders. Like, it was it was trippy. It was intense, man. It was crazy stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, I do have a little bit of a similar story there with that. But, uh, but let's move. Well, you did mention uh, cologne and stuff like that. I do use colognes. But my list is, like, so long that I, I, we better get into that some other time. But uh, just to yeah. name a few, I do use one called uh, Encanto I by so. by Salvatore Fergaro. I do use another one called, uh, I don't remember the, the Twisted Bottle that I have that is also Salvatore Fergaro. That's probably my favorite line of uh, colognes. I do also have one called uh, Candies by the Rochas one that we used yeah. to use when we were in high school that a friend of ours introduced us to. I wear that I like one that. still every now and then, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I I love to smell good too. Like you saw, like you talked about earlier. Sometimes even when I shower, like before bed, I'll even like put a uh, a pump of cologne on myself. Just that way, I go to sleep smelling really nice. <laughs> no joke, dude. No joke. That's funny, dude. That's funny. Uh, I mean, yeah, let me put some cologne. We're about to go to sleep, man. Hold on. All right, we're going to sleep already. <laughs> There's something about smelling good, man. That just it's it's great. No, man, uh, it's, a, it's a thing, right? Smelling good to go to sleep helps you go to sleep faster, man. It's, it's just, it's simple science, really. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so moving on to toothpaste. What toothpaste do you use? For years, I've always used the um, the Colgate, that purple bottle, the whitening one or whatever. Uh, you know what I'm talking about? It's the one that's uh, white, makes your, white, makes your teeth whiter. Uh, it's that purple bottle the one that says radiant mint that's the one i use radiant mint um recently and this was i think we started i guess we me and my girlfriend started what maybe about eight months ago or so or whatever uh mm-hmm. we've gotten into or at least i have she we switched over to sensodyne recently just because she was having issues with her teeth because well, she, she had got she got he had braces at the time she got them off recently and she would brush her teeth and she said it would hurt. So I was like, you know what? Let me try switching over also. And I started getting really into like, I want black toothpaste, cold toothpaste or whatever. Like just 
like I, I, well, I want to experiment or I want to try it out to see if it actually works. So now I actually get the Sensodyne charcoal toothpaste and it's, it's black toothpaste on the, on the actual black toothpaste. So it's cool. And again, I, if I can find anything, maybe that kind of does something similar with charcoal. I know a while back, uh, shout out to Mariton here. He had a little, what looked like a little, a little jar and it was a little jar. You open it up and it was like this black, it was black charcoal, I guess. That's what, that's what it was advertised, but it was like black dust. So you put the black dust on the toothpaste and you start brushing your teeth with this black dust and it's supposed to do, it's supposed to make your teeth white or whatever, to make your mouth clean or whatever, but no water. And it was just dust. I tried that. It was abysmal because it tasted like sand and it was sand all over my mouth. And I was like, oh, so, but I like the, I, I guess you can say I fell for the, the advertising because I, I like the fact that, you know, whiter teeth, you know, lasting longer. It's more, um, there's no fluoride in these things. I don't know, you know, you know how it goes, all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I bought that Sensodyne. Like, this one does have fluoride, but with the whole charcoal, the, it, I guess I fell for the whole charcoal thing. So I mainly use, not mainly, because obviously, right, I did use a Colgate one for a long time, but I did venture into the Sensodyne charcoal black toothpaste that I'm currently using right now, which is a lot of fun cleaning your teeth because you smile and your teeth are all black. <laughs> <laughs> with a black with a black tipped toothbrush, charcoal, it says, you know, quote unquote. Yeah, so I have never tried the charcoal stuff, actually. Right. When I when I was a kid, I hated paste. I hated paste toothpaste. I always had to go with gel. Now, as I've grown up, I can, I do not, I will not use gel. I need like paste. Yes. And I've always stuck with the, with the Colgate brand. Yeah. Uh, the one I'm using right now is also the Colgate Optic White Advanced. That's the one. That's the one. Is the one that I use. So, uh, yeah, I have tried like the, what do you call it? Like those, those special toothbrushes, the, uh, electric, electronic, electric ones. The they're like bamboo. Oh no, they electric you, bamboo one. What do you call them? Ba- like a bamboo charcoal brush, but I've never used charcoal toothpaste before. Uh, but maybe that's something I'll give it a try. Just see it's, how it feels. I see. I think Colgate does. I think Colgate does uh charcoal now. So maybe I'll just try that one out. Yeah, and I think at the time I wanted, and I was being real particular about it. I wanted black toothpaste because I wanted the whole charcoal thing, whatever. And there's different brands and stuff like that, different brands. And some people who sell exclusively, uh, you know, activated charcoal toothpaste or whatever. And there's some like the, the sense that when I bought, it's like $11 thing, but there's some 20, $25 ones that I might, that's what I'm going to maybe look into next again, just to be a little, you know, crazy about, and again, it's hygiene, right? I don't think you're going to be too, you, I don't think you can be too cheap about your hygiene, you know? Um, yeah. So, I just want to try it out, try it out. Say, I say I've tried it out and stuff like that. And you know what I mean? Just give it a shot, you know, cause there's, I think Walmart has this brand. Uh, what's it called? It's like, hello, something. I don't know what the hell it is, but it's advertised there as like fluoride free and whitening, whatever. And it's actual black toothpaste and stuff like that. So it's, it's going to be interesting. It's gonna be, I'm, I'm going to try it out. I think, I think even Burt Bees has one. No, say it. There's a lot of them, so I'll, I'll be looking next time. You, you kind of make a you kind of make a fun trip out of it, like oh, let me go to a toothpaste and instead of just grabbing, kind of start looking and reading these things. And you know, I know we have a lot of fun with that and stuff like that, which is why I'm bringing it up. But yeah, give it a shot, man. It's, it's check what's out there. You kind of take it for granted. Just kind of see what 
different types of toothpaste and shampoo and deodorant there is and just kind of make your boring shopping trip a little bit more fun. Yeah. So I talked earlier about, uh, about laundry soap. What laundry soap do you use? I use, and I've been using those for years and years and years, uh, powdered game, the big, the big, the bigger, I buy the big green, the big green box, the big green Mm -hmm. box of powder game. Um, I don't have a high efficiency washer. If I did, maybe I would use start using those Tide Pods or those Will Pods, or whatever. But I've mm-hmm. just always used powder. I, th- I think I'm comfortable with powder, and I, I do buy it. It's cost effective. The bigger box of detergent you buy, the cheaper it is per ounce. So I just buy the big box, and I've been buying that one every time for the last years. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's what I use. Yeah, we used to go back and forth between uh, Tide and Gain also, but ever since the Tide Pods came out, like. We we've always we just use that all the time. I use that. My sister uses that. My parents use that. So, you know, I, that's what I use to do all my laundry. Mm-hmm. Are you, but you have a high efficiency washer. Yes. I I live in an apartment, so maybe obviously when I want, hopefully later on down the line I get a house. So trying right stuff, but um, I'll get a high efficiency washer, and that's because I even looked. I was like, I want that one. The high efficiency washers that look like they're made from the you know twenty one hundreds. You know, it looks like they're it looks like a little mini spaceship with the the, the way the front <laughs> opens. You stack them on top, and it has all these buttons and lights and ding ding ding. And I'm always like, damn, dude, look at that washer. That's how you know you're getting old, right? When you kind of geek out over washer and dryer. Uh, but yeah, those all I know exactly which ones I want, and I do want you know the one that says what do they say it has like a knob, and the knob will say like super delicate perm print. I don't know what the hell it says, but there's all kinds of fancy ass words on there. <laughs> I have those top loader white washers that have like four settings. So, you know, it's, it's a trip. <laughs> uh, so one last thing I wanted to touch on because I'm a little extra is uh, what I use for my furniture and just for my room and the, that, you know, the house in general uh, for my furniture. I do. I know you have pets also. Uh, I use Febreze. Linen and Sky spray. I spray it on my couch, uh, sometimes on the bed, uh, just so it can have like that nice smell to it. And to eliminate sometimes whatever smells like our my little dog brings in when he's on the chair or li- or sleeps on the chair or whatever. Uh, so, yeah. So, okay. So we're, so, we're going, okay. So, about cleaning. I guess we're obviously going from hygiene to cleaning. It's the same room, right? Uh so I do have dogs. We do use a mix, but I know we use it's whatever we have on hand, honestly. We don't really have a preference because we've never really looked into it as far as like Glade or Febreze or something like that. But we do use Glade. We do use Febreze. We're super big, actually, on candles. Super big on candles. I know I mentioned it earlier. Um, if, if the furniture and stuff like that smells, then we'll spray a little bit or actually clean it by hand with whatever we need to and stuff like that. But to make just the overall ap- apartment smell nice, we use candles and I have certain, I have my favorite scents. She has a favorite scent. She likes the clean, fresh ones. Sometimes there's some, some that's like cologne, the more manly ones. And I always like sweet, you know, raspberry, lemonade, citrus, raspberry, stuff like that. You know what I mean? Just strawberry. Like I've always liked that, those sweet smells. So yeah, candles is probably our way to go. I, I, as far as just making our, our apartment smell, real nice as far as couch you know whatever we have on hand we just clean it by hand whenever we need to okay so for me like just in general for like just the 
the the air the area uh of my room or the living room or whatever uh there's two things i use there are like some little wax little cones that they sell like at the dollar store the brand is called oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. resunit resunit yes. i think is what they call it they're raspberry like it's a raspberry scent and basically you just like twist open like the little the, the little top and they make your home smell amazing yeah it's uh, you would probably love those I'm, I'm sure you've seen them like since you've been over at the house so, so often yeah. or whatever i know exactly uh, which one you're talking about and one of the other ones that i've used that i started using recently is there's like some little sprays there's like some automatic sprayers that you can put like throughout your home and uh We've invested in putting those like around our homes everywhere. Like, uh, so I have one that I also buy at the dollar store, a spray called Lavender Lush. And basically like you set Ooh. your little, your little thing to spray either every 15 minutes, every 30 minutes or every hour. And it'll just pump one spray and they are so nice. So I go between those raspberry waxes or the Lavender Lush spray. That sounds divine. Yeah, it is. I've never, I've never, I've never used those again. It's always just been candles, but that sounds very fresh. <laughs> yeah, fresh. Pun AF. intended. Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's it. Anything else you wanted to touch on? That's all I had. No, that's that's everything I had. Uh, again, just kind of wanted to bring about, um, you know, one hygiene. Last- one last thing, since we did do a little bit of cleaning and stuff, do you do you mop with Fabuloso or what do you mop with? Ah, that that's because oh man, okay, I guess we're going down to that rabbit hole. It's just I won't <laughs> I won't be long, I promise. One of the best investments I ever made for my apartment, and I, I used to have a house and stuff like that. Uh, but my apartment was I buy I bought an industrial one of those yellow industrial buckets. I oh, bought yeah. an industrial mop, industrial mop head also. And so I started experimenting with different um, different cleaners, right? Start off with Fabuloso because that's what you grew up on. And I don't, I'm not a big fan of Fabuloso anymore. So I went to Pine Saw. I was big on Pine Saw for a while or whatever. And I was like, man, it's like, I like, and honestly, I like mopping. I like mopping. If there's a chore I got to do, I'll mop because, you know, I think I've told you that story, right? Where my first job was at uh, my dad's company and I was the, I was 10th grade janitor. And I started mopping the floor, and I was—I must have been doing a crap job, job because this this, little, this old lady, this old lady who was kind of looking at me, she just she didn't say a word, she just smiled at me, and I guess I was doing it wrong in her eyes or whatever. So she took the mop and she showed me how to mop correctly, up and down, up and down, not side to side the way I was doing it, and she would tap on the floor. She tap on the floor twice, implying that you have to push to take the grime off and stuff like that. And I was like, great, I know how to mop, man. You know what I mean? And so she was saying, and you know, kind of like you know, people sweep, people sweep back and forth, left and right, left and right, no. You know, people mop left and right. No, no, I up and down. I go up and down, up to down. Never side to side, up and down, because you wanna you wanna push down on the mop to take as much grime off on the floor as you can. And after she taught me, she walked away. I never saw her again. So, thank you, lady, for, for teaching me how to mop. <laughs> lady, <laughs> dude, I had no idea who this woman was, dude. I don't, I don't. And she, I, I, I don't know if I, I've told this story, but it's just a real trippy story. You know the. The mopping godmother or something came and bestowed out her knowledge on me and never to be heard from again <laughs> or something, dude. But but yeah, no, going back to the mop story. So I, I tried to find below. So I was on pine saw for a long time. But the thing is, is because, you know, cleaning, you know, mop water, 
and uh, you know you you mix you mix it cleaner with a little bit of Clorox you know what I mean with the water you know trying to trying to get make that solution that's gonna you know that's gonna be good for your floors what I've been buying the last couple of times and again I've bought Fabuloso Pine Saw the HEB brand the Walmart brand I've even I've bought um so like those powder ones for the floor no no you know there's the, the the what I've been is Mr. Clean this Mr. Clean brand that's like a highlighter yellow or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I've been using that one and I know it's good because when the smell will always smell like that regardless. Cause I do leave, um, I do also have a red bucket for the dirty water and the clean water. So the clean water, I can leave in the yellow bucket until I need to use it again. This, it, I, I, I put, a, I put that, I put water and I put a little bit of Clorox. It smells like that every time for a week or two or however long I have the water there. And, this, and that good smell never goes away. And that's what I've stuck with is Mr. Clean's highlighter yellow, whatever the hell it is, with Clorox. A little bit of Clorox is why I used to clean my floors. Nice. Yeah. I know. That's because I've tried several, dude. But Fabuloso, if you leave it there, dude, Fabuloso, it's, it's a very pungent and the smell gets ugly. It really does. Oh, yeah. You got to throw it out immediately. Yeah, exactly. All right. So I think that's a wrap, huh? Yeah. Wait, what did you use? You say Fabuloso? Or... Yeah, I still use Fabuloso. <laughs> you do? Yeah, I, again, I oh, experimented yeah. with this. Uh, I just have to tell that story, though. The, you know, the, the I guess, of course. The, the goddess of, course. of mopping. <laughs> <laughs> everything. I always have Miss, everything for a story. Mistress Mop. The, mis- the mysterious mop woman. I don't know. Until this day, dude, she taught me how to mop. I'm not exaggerating, dude. And and I don't know if anybody saw saw her. She didn't speak a word to me. She just showed me how to mop correctly. I understood. It was like almost like a telepathic thing going on. And yeah, man, I'm the best mopper in the world because of her. And if <laughs> and, and if you all out there don't know how to mop, aids, you push down, you know, up and down, up and down, not back to don't not side to side. And you know, we're not animals here. So, um, <laughs> but with that, yeah, uh, that's a wrap for me. Did you have anything else you want to add before we call it a night? That's it. Wash yourselves. Be clean. All right. So in case you haven't heard our last podcast, don't forget to uh, give us a, a share and a follow. We are on Twitter. You can find us on rs.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify. And we do have last week's podcast already available to you before Rico puts this one up. Last week's podcast is called, um, it's a Zenyatta line. Trans, uh, what is it? Oh. Exper- Experience, Experience tranquility. Exactly. So if you haven't heard our latest podcast, please go and give us a listen. Otherwise, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. You have a good night. Later.